Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Unrelenting Pursuit podcast, where we invite you to join us at our table as we discuss ways to grow and develop in marriage. Yeah, guys, come along with us. We are committed to laughing, sharing, and getting very, very real. What's up, guys? We are so happy that you're joining us for episode 17. We are in the process of going through favorite marriage advice list by Dave and Ashley Willis, and we are halfway done with the list. I think it's 18. You think it's 18? Yeah, I think it was 17 last time. You're just looking at the list. No, I think it's episode 17. 17. Regardless, we're still going through this list, and we are on number 17, and it is be patient with each other. Your spouse is always more important than your schedule. What are your thoughts? You were right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that is definitely on record now. I was right. Um, Episode 17, don't number like, 17. Boom. First of all, don't act like I've never said you were right. Because no, that's what you're you saying. You had right to now. say it quite frequently, actually. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> no, you're, it's on record. Like, I'm just saying it's on record. You act now. Like, it's on record. Yeah. So I could always just go back and listen to this particular little bit and boom. Be patient with your spouse. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Rolls right into it, right? <laughs> well, I kind of think, you know, it's talking about schedule, like it's saying it on there. We talked about this a little bit on the last episode about, you know, sometimes even understanding that we do get the leftovers depending on someone's schedule. My husband just pushed my hand out of the way. <laughs> I am going to be... <laughs> excited when we actually are doing this on video so that people can see when there's things that we have to get like i, to I accidentally touched like her hand was part, flailing around flailing okay. a part where if she hits it you guys will hear it and so i moved her hand before it happened i don't think it was just a little move it was it was definitely let me high. ask you this real quick how many times have i foreseen something that's about to happen and I say it, and it ends up happening. I just remember the times it you didn't <laughs> foresee things, and I hit the pillar in Walmart. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. We were walking, so I figured you were aware of what's going Yet on again, around you. I trusted that you. Yeah. Is it foresaw? Foresaw that? Anyways. Okay, be patient with each other. I mean, here's one thing that I was always told, you know, don't pray for patience. Because yeah. God will give you a reason to be patient. <laughs> but, um, I mean, this is something I think that every single person can be better at. I think this is an area where I think I particularly struggle a little bit. It's like I want everyone to move at my pace, do what I need them to do right then, like get it done. And it's just that's just not a realistic view of our life, you know, when we no. have – everybody's kind of moving in several different directions at once. And I don't know. I just always need that reminder, like to appreciate the moment and to not let the little things become the big things, which we always talk. Yeah. I'm, I mean, just being patient, especially with, um, with work and whatever you're doing. And that's what it's saying. It's, it's saying your spouse is always more important, not necessarily than your work, but then your schedule. 
I mean, so your stuff should be more important than your work, but you still have to. Work no, but I, but it's not just talking about work. It says your schedule. So whatever you have for the day. Yeah. Like, and I do think also making sure that you don't, you, you leave room in your schedule for those that you care about the most. Like if you are just shoving every possible sporting event, every possible practice, every possible thing for work and friends and whatever else. And, and you yeah. are just, you know, never making time for your spouse. Like that's a problem. But anyways, you want to read number 18? Yeah. Um, have a marriage that makes your kids excited to be married someday. I love that. Yeah. We talked about legacy in a previous episode. If you haven't listened to that one, I believe it was like episode four that we did legacy. You want to, you want to double check me and make sure that no. I'm right. Or you just believe me now. It's probably mm-hmm. right. But <laughs> I don't know. I think this is something that we are at a, a stage with our kids where they are definitely like aware of our marriage. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, well, cause we mess with each other in front of our kids and we enjoy doing aware that. aware of how. Maybe the sexual aspect yeah. of our marriage. <laughs> I mean, they always were clearly aware that we were married, but I it was, so. but I think now it's like, yeah. okay, they're definitely aware, but we we're constantly joking with them and yeah. and talking to them like you know about how we want them to have a healthy marriage one day absolutely and navigating that yeah we don't it's there's no secret like with you know between us with our marriage in that sense we're we always it's very open with the kids yeah our marriage and I think our youngest is getting it faster than the other two yeah. because they're older, obviously. But um, yeah, we. I eventually want my kids to be married. You know, if if they and have get a healthy married. marriage, yeah. But more importantly, have a healthy marriage if they are if they do get married, and um, I want to be a model for that. Yeah, so. that it's something to to look forward to, to be excited, and honestly, something to that's worth waiting for. That's worth, you know, defying what the world tells you is love and defying what the Mm -hmm. world tells you, you should, you should be sexually, all those things. uh, Because we want them to know that in marriage, when it is, when it is done as God intends it to be is really a really beautiful thing. And it's worth, it's worth investing and it's worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and also I think, we don't always realize how much of an impact we have on our kids and their future marriage, you know, how they handle conflict, how they, you know, expect, how they speak, how they speak, speak to your, to each other. Yeah. Like if you find yourself always, and we've touched on this before, but if you're always critical, if you're always demeaning to your spouse, it's, it doesn't take long for your kids to pick that up no. and then to carry it on into future generations. Cause they feel that it's okay. Yeah. To that's just how like you that. treat your, you know, him or her. That's yeah. just what you do, which actually it goes, goes into the right next, into the next I thought one. you read ahead. No, I didn't actually. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it says be your spouse's biggest encourager, not their biggest critic. Yeah. And of course that's, I mean, you can't argue with that at all. I'm my biggest critic, I think. Yeah. And honestly, like, with that, I think as a spouse, you have to balance that with being a, an encourager. Although sometimes I do just tell you like, 
stop it. Yeah. Like stop being critical of yourself. Mm-hmm. But I do think you you have to balance one another out. And um, if you are either too critical of yourself or too critical of your spouse, it leads into dangerous territory for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure it does. I mean, it, being an encourager is huge and it you don't have to be like this fake. It doesn't have to be fake encouragement. No. You know, like, you know how, or like fake or like good job yeah over the the dishes today i'm so proud of you you know like uh like talking to like some you know two-year-old yeah now if you go by smack him on the butt and say i appreciate you doing that baby you know we'll get some dishes later (laughs) (laughs) you might find your dishes get done more often (laughs) but i think that does go to the fact that you need to you need to speak life and you need to look towards towards the good and have the fun in the middle of that. And yeah, if I don't think many people realize how powerful the words that they use are in their marriage and how they can so quickly demean their spouse and, and make them feel just like nothing. We've talked about this. I think in a husband wife relationship, your significant other knows can can destroy you mm-hmm. in just a couple words easily yep. because they should or i mean obviously you never want this to happen but they should be able to because you're you have a healthy marriage that's that's open where yeah when you, you, know, have an you know everything about yeah. me um but th- i think that's i mean that's also scary for people that have had um you know issues with with that or different relationships yeah, or toxic in the past. relationships yeah. or abusive relationships. And I just think I would add in here too that, you know, if your spouse is not saying what you quote unquote need them to say, that turning to nagging is not going to help either. It you know? never helps. I've never heard a situation where nagging Okay. I was waiting. I didn't know if I was going to come up and I've never heard a situation where na- nagging, nagging. Is nagging. that how? Well, no, you have, you're making no weird face. Well, because I don't know. <laughs> I am from up North and yeah. I have certain words that that accent has just, but you can't get rid of it. If you're like hounding mm-hmm. your spouse over and over again, it doesn't like, I've never, I, I don't know, maybe people have had a positive, you know, <laughs> you outcome DM, to that. You can DM me if but, you've had a positive out- yeah, outcome. Yeah, but I doubt it. I mean, that is like the horrible, a horrible way to, to have to live on both sides. On both sides. I think that I could be wrong in this because I, I think that women have a tendency to struggle more in this area than I feel like typically men do. That women are just like, do this, do this, do this, or I need you to do this this way or... And, you know, it just really can create such toxicity. And for a lot of women, then they almost take on this role of like mother in their relationship where instead of it being your spouse that it's like, okay, mom's on my case again, mom's on my case again. And that's just not how you want your marriage to be. So I would encourage you to pray. Really, truly, if there's something in your marriage that you really feel like, man, this is, I really need him to say this thing and I, or her to say this thing, then 
then start praying about it. And I would write out, you know, the date you start praying and then be faithful with it and just let God, let God have your spouse when it comes to that stuff. Because you can't change your spouse. No, no. And you can spend years of your life trying. Many marriages are still doing that. Yeah. You're trying to. And failing and miserable. I'm going to marry him or her. It's usually I'm going to marry him and fix him. Yeah. Yeah. You hear I mean, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, you're not. He fixing just never anybody. had the right woman to make it all better. I don't know if that accent is Southern from. Belle now. <laughs> what in the world? I've had a long day, you guys. I need you to be patient oh with me. <laughs> okay, that brings us to number twenty, which is also has to do with the way that words. You, yeah, the way that you speak. Uh, never talk bad about your spouse to other people or event about them online. Yeah, that's. I I personally have not seen the vent online. I have, I have, yeah. But or I mean, even take it a little further, like a group chat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even a family group chat. Yeah. Like I mean, absolutely. Yeah, the only you should not. It says to other people, and I one hundred percent agree with that. Like, if you should not talk bad to your spouse to your parents you mm-hmm. should not talk bad to your spouse to your in-laws like it it should just you just don't talk bad about your spouse like well and if you're if you're allowing all that negativity to to be to be coming out all the time like it, it's an overflow of what's happening in the heart which means that you are feeling all that negativity i do think that there is some special relationships that you can have that you look to mentor like difficult situations, but it's not venting, but not where you're just like not talking bad about your spouse. Like you can state like if, if, um, if your husband is doing something that he shouldn't be doing and you're talking to, uh, like Lisa said, like a, a, you know, best friend, Hopefully, like if you're a believer, yeah, she's a believer, like a mentor, like to, a mentor you. to you, but where you can just state facts. You're not yeah. talking bad about someone. You're just saying, hey, they're doing this. Which could be quote unquote talking bad. I don't know. I don't think so at all. Like talking bad about someone is complaining about them and saying, you know, basically that they're they're not good. Like they're just. Yeah. Like my spouse is like, eh. I hear what you're saying. No, you're just saying like, you know, my spouse, I don't even know. He's always well, I mean, I think yelling at me. Women could, could could come in and like have a conversation like, hey, I'm really frustrated. Like my husband always does this whenever we're in this situation. Yeah. And now I don't, to me, I don't feel that you're talking bad about your spouse when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. But that. It depends on what circle your friends you're around because what you just said at, at like your girl's lunch could end up as a spouse bashing session. Absolutely. And and I think you can see that happen often. Like if one person starts saying something negative about their spouse, how the next one's like, oh, me, I hear you, my blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they just go on. That's why I say, I'm not saying to bottle everything inside of you all the time, because I do think conversation is healthy and also having a different perspective on your situation can be very healthy, but to be very specific about who you choose to share those details with and knowing that 
they're always going to be pro marriage and they're going to direct you back towards looking at the good, looking at the positive, finding ways to help navigate the situation, not, not pouring into the toxicity. Yeah. So I think that that's where there has to be a balance there just in general Mm -hmm. and really all all of your relationships. Okay. Here's one that always wear your wedding ring. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Always. I think that, I mean, and there are definitely different careers that wearing a metal wedding ring is dangerous. And And or any. Like, yeah. I mean, I 100%. There are some things out there, some career paths out there that there may be a time, you know, that you have to. Yeah, because they don't want anyone to know that. I have a family, but not for wrong reasons, but because yeah. they don't want to put their family in harm. Mm-hmm. And no. but that's an exception to the rule. It's and a not very yeah, exactly. That's why that's and, I, I agree with number twenty one. Always wear your wedding ring. I have a a uh, silicone yeah. wedding ring. I would say what brand, but we are we are. What are you looking at my and now wedding I'm like, ring? Because like now you're, you're making loud noises with your wedding ring. Because I'm like spinning mm. or twisting my wedding ring. Um, and it's not loud. <laughs> oh, wow. See, there's only one person here that gets to wear the but headphones and decide what's loud in the mic and what's we not have, loud. There's a solution for all of this. Mm. But anyway. $750 solution. So <laughs> I'm wearing a silicone wedding ring. And this is my, this is my third one. Yeah. I think. Because they have gotten um, ripped off, and I've had, yeah, I think I've had. Well, no, I've had one rip off, and then one was just wearing out. Mm-hmm. So then I just switched it. So I still have that one, and I have a metal wedding ring. It's in my drawer, um, but I never wear it. Like I just wear the silicone ones. Yeah. So, um, I really and I just like think it. it just helps build trust, you know, in in your relationship. It just when someone knows, like you know, there's no. I I mean, really. I don't know of a, other than these exceptions that we talked about, I don't know of a good reason why you wouldn't have your wedding ring on. Well, yeah. And I would say that too, because I've heard things like, okay, well, it doesn't fit me right now. Or I've heard things like, um, I'm having like an allergic reaction to my ring or something like that. But then, yeah, just go buy the cheap silicone ring and wear it. I mean, seriously, like buy yourself the bigger size. I, I just think it is a symbol of, Hey, I am in a committed relationship Absolutely, and yeah. it's, it's important to really model that and, and almost protect yourself, but also protecting your spouse wherever, wherever you go. So I think that you should definitely do that. And if it means investing in a very inexpensive They're silicone super ring, super cheap, then and, do it. And like, if you work with your hands a lot, these, these rip off, like, I mean, they're not easily ripped off. But yeah, but that's what I mean. That's what they're made for. They're made so you don't have to take them off. Because yeah, you don't want to rip off. Yeah, <laughs> wearing a metal ring. No, like that's no. a bad day. Um, but I, I mean, and if like if it gets, this is how how much I, how strongly I would say. It. So let me speak right. <laughs> <laughs> how strongly I feel about this is. You know, I did think about getting, and this is like taboo, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, some that. of my family, but I did think about getting a tattoo mm-hmm. uh, on my finger of, of my wedding ring. And actually the tattoo artist talked me out of it. Um, 
not be, I mean, he would have done it. Of course I don't pay him, but he just said, you know, that it would wear out fast and well, whatever. So yeah, he just said in that particular it. area is the place where they get distorted really quickly yeah. and start looking funky. So I decided not to do it, but that's how strongly I feel about this because, um, it's a slippery slope, uh, very slippery. I mean, I know. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're not talking as people who just are like, no, you should. Wear, I mean, we've experienced uh, and faced, you know, really the worst kind of stuff that happens in marriage, and so we are advocates for protecting yourself beforehand. I mean, so like even put it in the situation I was in today, you know, I hurt my neck or tweaked it, whatever. I don't even know. It, I'm just, I guess, I'm just old. I have no idea what's going on. So I tweaked it doing whatever, and I've been going to the chiropractor, and our chiropractor like. I say ours like we, you know, anyway, the chiropractor I go to, uh, they do um, a deep tissue massage uh, either before or after a chiropractor sees you. And I think it's super weird. First, not the deep tissue massage in general, just massages in general with with someone that's not my wife. Mm -hmm. Like it's very, very awkward to me. Um, So like you imagine if I didn't have a wedding ring on, like one, I doubt that anyone's gonna be like, whoa, let me talk to this guy. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but um, I mean, I'm laying there, uh, you know, face down. And listen, if you've never had a deep tissue massage, they are not like Enjoyable. nice. Yeah. And I I'm glad I don't want it to be nice. It there's a purpose behind it. But I have my wedding ring on, um, you know, while she's doing that. And I'm also talking about my wife like the whole time. Yeah. And she's talking about her husband the whole time. So it was kind of funny today. But, you know, I just thought that that was healthy. She just has a job and I need to get better. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. just how it goes down. But uh, it's just a safe thing to do. Yeah, all the it time. is. It, I think that is a good thing to, to mention is just like protecting yourself, even in conversation. You know, a lot of times people just get caught up in conversations and like, well, never came up like it never came up that you know husband or wife or whatever. Well, you intentionally bring and that listen, stuff up. Listen, I'm growing a sweet mustache right now, so man, <laughs> I might need to get a bigger, a bigger wedding ring, oh my just gosh. to make sure. Okay. <laughs> We're going back to the tattoo artist, I guess. <laughs> uh, number twenty-two is a good church can make a world of difference in your marriage and family, and I one hundred percent. Agree with that. I one hundred percent. I don't know. Like I've always wondered this too. On with our story, the church we go to, we still go to now. Um, we went to first here in in El Paso where we live, mm-hmm. and we met with the pastor, and we stayed there. And I don't know, like, if that would have worked out the same way. The same way yeah. in another church. I I don't. Yeah, maybe, we don't know. maybe, mm-hmm. you know, God has a plan, but that was just like the perfect, you know, everything. Yeah. Like just lined up that first day and then meeting with the pastor afterwards. And we chose to be very real and vulnerable immediately. So, oh, yeah. Like you, I've emotion, I like I threw my story out on it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, when, when we say that, I mean, we were like um, at that point, probably four weeks into actually being back together under the same roof. So everything was very new. Everything was very painful and raw. And we knew that we needed some community 
and we needed somebody to know who we really were in the painful place that we were at mm-hmm. and to help uh, help guide us along the way. And we really found that where we, where we where we are right now and that community and how we've grown has been so instrumental in yeah. so many phases of our healing journey. Um I think and even further than that where yeah. like God's using us. Yeah, like there there've been men that have been yeah. brought into your life, women that have been brought into our life and then finally even as we began to to minister to couples together just because you know our very very broken story God and we've uses. gotten to share our story on stage. I'm trying to obviously not both of us at the same time, but I'm trying to remember. Have you done that, or was it just no? No, it was really just, was just you me. who who shared your story and no. kind and kind of not hugely like where you just say everything, but enough where people get the general idea. Well, not so in depth because my <laughs> because yeah, I think my like daughter we, have to, we consider our kids in, in all of this. Yeah, they and they were in the audience and um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that bridge is going to have to be crossed. Yeah, someday. I know. I know. It's, it's something <laughs> that we're aware is going to, a conversation is definitely going to need to be had. And we'll have those conversations. It's just it's definitely yeah. difficult. It's difficult <laughs> yeah, it for is. sure because we want to protect the, you know, the innocence of your kids and, and, and also just, yeah, it, it is definitely mm. a, a road that is a little intimidating and something we've really had to navigate through as we're putting our story out there just so As we're publicly. doing this, like even yeah. when we first launched like our social media and this, it was like, I have a feeling our oldest semi knows. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And probably our middle one too. I think he kind of gets a little bit. Well, you have to understand that we've had kind of a revolving door of what is clearly couples that are <laughs> yeah. at the worst stage which of we, their life, which is we love. Like that's what we want in our house. Yeah, because we want we want our very broken story to bring hope into some other people yeah. who are feeling very broken, and we feel honored that God has has allowed that to happen in our lives so often. But anyways, we have a feeling that that will make that a little bit more clear to them yeah, as that goes along. And, and, you know, really, honestly, we choose to celebrate the miracle and we want our kids to, to know that too. Like we're a miracle and we know that. And that's what we show God's power in it. So number 23 is pray together. Yes. And we already talked about prayer a little bit too, but um, I think our very first challenge that we gave when we started our podcast was to pray together. Mm-hmm. And I just know that I think probably, gosh, it's probably already been almost a couple of years when we first challenged um, a group we that we like were going together. Going and uh, we we began to, to issue some challenges out for couples each week. And the first one that we did was pray together. And we were so It shocked. was crazy. So first, let me say this. What was it? 30 seconds? 30 seconds. Yeah. We yeah. literally put like 30 seconds. And it doesn't even have to be on a time. Like mm-hmm. just literally pray with your spouse daily. That was a challenge or that is a challenge. We still challenge couples to do this and we do it. Um, and I just, one, when we started doing it, I felt it was a little weird. And I tell the groups this or, or couples this that we talked to, I felt it was a little weird because I feel like like when Lisa prays, 
Oh my gosh. I feel so like it's gifts. like the, you know, like you broke out the family King James version of the Bible with like the lock on it, like open the lock and this huge Bible, you know, that's what I feel like. Then when I pray, it's like the little message version, New Testament, like pocket Bible. <laughs> that's how I feel. So I would laugh, of course, and tell the groups that. And um, the interesting like take on that is what you used to always say. And you, you said you always loved my prayers that I prayed for you and vice versa. But one thing we couldn't believe, couldn't believe, is that it was harder for these married couples to pray together than it was for them to have sex. Yeah. Like it because was Because it was so intimate. And, Which is crazy, and they just felt like, like I don't know, I don't know what to say, and you know, in a, in this weird way, they both felt judged in that moment, yeah. you know, and so it really became kind of a mantra for us as it like did. to pray together because not only did we, I mean, we we understand that there is like this little bit of this awkward as you guys are kind of figuring out like, okay, like, you know, do we hug each other? Do we stare in each other's eyes? Do we hold hands? You know, like, yeah, I would just <laughs> tell people, like I always told are the couples just hug each other. Yeah. So that's what for us has helped is we do that before Brad leaves for work. And so we've just kind of created a habit around mm -hmm. that where you're about to leave. You're saying goodbye anyways at that point. And so we're going to hug each other and just literally a, a quick prayer over the day and for one another. But it really does mean so much to me. And, and I know as, you know, I, I've said this before, but just as a wife, like your prayers, I know that you, it's like you're judging your own prayers, but for me, like everything that you say is, is so powerful. And I think for a woman, when her husband prays over her, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It yeah. just has to be a genuine prayer like you know god help my wife today i mean yeah. it can be just so simple the big thing with this praying together is being on the same page as far as like if you're praying together and you're praying for um you know something else you know an event or or you know something that's going on in your life or you're praying together and you're praying for each other for the day or whatever but the biggest thing is it's not these are not and we've ta I've talked about this in past episodes these are not like fix some prayers. Yeah. So I'm not. Jesus, I need yeah. you to do this for my man. And yeah. Then, you know, like. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> don't get, keep pointing out all my accents every <laughs> But what I'm saying is like, you know, it's kind of one of those things like, um, you, I, I mean, I'm sure someone's heard it or has an example of it where you basically are like talking like someone's not in the room. Right. And you're having them like. You know, Lord, if she would just do the yeah. dishes, I don't know, whatever it is. It's just like, God, you know, I need my like, husband to be more patient. I need him yeah. to be willing to to really talk things through with me. I need him, you know, like yeah. basically airing all your dirty laundry in a no, prayer list. Like, that's not what this that's is. That's not. No, it's meant to be an encouraging thing for your spouse and letting them know that you are bringing him or her before the throne of God. Yeah, and that that's you're going. Yep, yep. So we just make it very much a... a you know, if we know something in particular is going on during that day, we we pray about it. We just ask that God would cover it. And honestly, a lot of it is just like God guide us, direct us, you know, help us throughout yeah. this day. Give us, give us your peace. I mean, we're 
help us to see you wherever we are at today. Yeah. It's just, it's simple things and it doesn't have to be super complicated. You, whether your rhythm is to do that at night before you go to bed or before work or whatever, I would say to make it a habit and Mm. to really try this one. And I honestly think that's where we should, we should end this week. Oh, okay. But I think that that should be our challenge again is to pray together. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's definitely we we've actually forgot to give it a challenge last week, which is weird. We but do. um, yeah, our challenge this week is to pray together with your spouse. Yeah, I don't know if the time limit helps or or hinders someone, but we always I say know, thirty seconds. We always say thirty seconds. Just a simple prayer for your spouse. Yeah, but, I yeah. would just say that because I think some people would be like, "Oh my gosh, we've only prayed for fifteen seconds." Yeah, clearly it's not working. No, <laughs> no but the huge thing that comes out of this and what we saw with other couples was they became closer. Um, and also their priorities started shifting Yeah, and we've talked about priorities and, and it's just, you can't go wrong with this. No. And you start developing a prayer life. You begin to change your thought life. And then that begins to change the way that you act towards people and, and your perspective and your on perspective everything. on everything. And so really, truly, Prayer has the power to change your life and mm. change the way you look at life. And so it's it shouldn't be a last resort. It should be no. the, the first the thing. The first that you thing do. you do. Yep. So, yep, that's our challenge for this week right. and especially during um, the Christmas season. So pray. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye, guys. All right. You ready? I'll edit all this out. Just okay. do the ending. Thanks so much for listening to Unrelenting Pursuit Podcast. We just invite you guys to subscribe and leave us a five-star review as that really helps us. Also, if you have a question for us, we invite you guys to DM us on social media or you can email us. Have a great day.